0: Good morning, and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Tuesday! Yeah, you know the yesterday was President's Day. We were closed. The stations were closed. Uh, so happy Tuesday to all of you. I'm gonna, you know, three days in a row off. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm going to have to be retrained on doing the program. i got a great show lined up for you. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. There's a lot of things, a lot of things going on, none of which you're going to hear anywhere else. But this while you listen, the website at allamericangold.com. I, I, I think we got it all fixed. I think it's been working. Uh, allamericangold.com, and, and uh, another great one again today. Uh, make sure you make it part of your daily routine. Uh, most of the stuff that, most of the articles and the videos that are on there, we don't even talk about. Uh, you know, maybe once in a while I'll hit, you know, a couple of them, two or three of them. But, you know, when you think about it, we got something like 20, you know, different articles and videos every single day, you know, Monday through Friday. I mean, so that's, you know, you're talking about over 100 articles and videos a week to keep you informed most of which we just don't have the time in an hour long show you just can't can't cover everything so make sure it's part of your routine of course you can order online don't forget our metals program if you need information on that it's available to you IRAs uh, of course all our social media stuff and the podcast it's all there for you at allamericangold.com as most of you know so my wife and my son were uh, up visiting uh, college uh, where my son has officially committed. He is going to be playing football uh, for Lake Forest, which if you're in the Chicago area, that's a school you probably know well. It is, uh, believe it or not, they were supposed to be one of the original schools for the Big Ten. Uh, they decided to pass on that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but uh, he's officially committed. He had a great visit up there. He loved it. He did. He really did. He loved Chicago. Of course, you know, the thing that I was laughing about to, to my wife is he loves Chicago because he doesn't pay for anything yet. <laughs> right? As soon as you got to start paying for stuff, especially in Illinois, uh, and, get to, and I was thinking of all the places it, it's just so weird. But of all the places, that's where he ends up going. You know, it's a state. Probably, you know, you think about it. Here, I, we're in Arizona, right? We're on the air in, in, in Colorado and in Phoenix, and and we probably spend more time talking about Illinois, maybe California, than any other state around. Uh, and that's where my son is going to end up uh, hopefully graduating uh, the his, for, with his degree and playing football is just an added bonus so uh i appreciate it. i know a lot of you were uh wishing him well and and letting me know and and he has officially signed his signed his letter of intent and uh we i think it'll be great i i know that uh the coaching staff there was fantastic they really really were the thing that really sold us was the internships that they do there so because he plays football yes they They help him out there. But he's going to have four paid internships uh, while he's attending college there. So he's going to figure out, you know, because like most kids, let's face it, what do you want to do when you grow up, right? Now here you're 18 and you're supposed to uh, say what you want to do. He doesn't know. Oh, business. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. And uh, so he's going to have a, I think it's, the part that excited me the most was, hey, pick something, intern, and then if you don't like it, you can find you know you can really find what you like. Got a bunch of chances, so we're pretty excited about. It. I'm really excited about it. Proud of him, happy for him, and uh, I'll keep you updated on how it's going. So there you go. We've no more college visits. Uh, he's all locked in and loaded, and uh, they're back home. They made it home safely, and they back at school. So uh, I hope all of you had a great, great week and listen, to really busy day today. And you think about it; it's a Tuesday after the holiday. The Dow's down triple digits, right? Gold's down, silver's down, everything's down. Uh, why? What, what's happened? Uh, what 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 big news broke? What did we miss? And it had nothing to do with anything other. Well, well, Walmart came out with bad earnings, so maybe a little bit. You know, that didn't help. But there's a huge event happening today a new world record has been set. And I'm not talking about the Olympic Games. <laughs> right? Which, by the way, wow, what a terrible performance for us. right? <laughs> we, we, we're way down in the medal count, but a new record today. Excuse me. Had to sneeze there. Had to hit the cough button. Hold on again. It's coming again. Live radio. Oh, there we go. It's over. So, A new world record in debt has to be sold today. The United States, excuse me, it wasn't over. One more, okay. Woo! The United States is having the single largest have been going. we know that you know the the country they're showing up they're there but they're not you know buying a lot. now when we've been talking about how the problem is not only do they need to, to buy more the lot but they need to buy a lot more because we are, we have to sell more debt today a hundred and seventy nine billion dollars of debt needs to be sold in one day. Matter of fact, for the week, it's also going to be, you know, stands the reason, a record debt auction for the week as well, over a quarter of a trillion dollars in a single week uh, to be auctioned off today, and people are nervous. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, what Goldman Sachs said, and of course, they do it on the weekend. By right, what Goldman Sachs said about our debt. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. How are you doing? Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800 951 592 Just look at it this way. It's on sale today. And the federal deficit blowing up. Uh, again. You know, you go back to the announcements over the last three to four weeks, and of course, this is something they knew about this stuff a long time ago. Uh, but over the last three to four weeks, uh, things have been happening uh, that that have really made the debt problem significantly. Bigger than anybody really thought. You think about Steve Mnuchin all the way back at Davos, right? Remember when, when all of that first started, right? That was the Davos thing. And and Mnuchin was like, hey, you know, we don't really care, you know, about the dollar short term. And and really signifying, hey, we want the dollar to get weaker. uh, And because he knew, he already knew. And, of course, everybody got upset, right? Well, everybody, you know, the markets got upset because the Treasury Secretary's not supposed to say that stuff. And then, what was it, a week or two after that, they announced, hey, between now, and this was right at the end of January, between the uh, February through the end of June, The Treasury has to sell a record level of debt. In other words, hey, here's our schedule. We got a lot more debt, right? Kind of, again, hit the markets hard again. Then today, we find out in a single day, $179 billion needs needs to be sold today. Here's how it breaks down at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. $51 billion of three-year notes, right? And so these are going to be, that's that's something where you really need those foreign companies, right? Those foreign countries, uh, that is short-term debt, right? This is debt that, hey, we don't put that kind of money in the bank because the banks are dangerous. Uh, We're going to buy it uh, and we're going to spend that money, you know, we're going to buy crude oil with it later or soybeans with it or whatever, steel, iron ore, whatever it may be. Uh, also at 11.30, $45 billion of six-month bills. So you've got a, almost $100 billion, $96 billion of short-term debt. Then at 1 o'clock, and this is probably going to be the more interesting one, $55 billion, this is going to be... Of four-week bills. Now that's not the interesting part, but you can see on these treasuries how much of it is really short stuff. Then, then at one p.m. as well, it's going to be twenty-eight billion dollars in two-year notes, and that's where we're seeing these these jumps in the two-year note, five-year note. This is the ten-year note, the thirty-year notes where things get dicey because hey, okay, for four weeks, I'll buy, right? I know I'm only gonna get, you know, 2%, but it's only for a month, big deal, I'll do it. But when it gets out to longer term, this is when the the countries start getting heartburn because they're like, well, but you know, here's the problem, two years from today, right? my my economist is telling me hey the dollar is going to be in the 70s or the 60s or wherever it's going to be. the dollar is going to fall you know 10 15 20% and i'm only going to get a yield of about 2%. Yeah, i'm not that interested. And and so this is going to be this is what has everybody kind of uh well not kind of got people really nervous and you would hope, right, hopefully Mnuchin and all of these guys spent the extra day calling people, right, hey, listen, do us a favor, help us out here, right, hey, we we, we start, and whether it's the foreign countries or maybe they made a call to, to Apple or Warren Buffett, hey, listen, you know, buy some of this paper for You know, we just gave you a huge tax cut, step up to the plate here and, and help us sell all of this stuff that needs to be sold, uh, they did put out this statement, and this ought to really kind of let you know where things really uh, stand. U.S. safe assets, when you have to tell somebody it's safe, probably not that safe, have been trading 10 to 20 percent more expensive and they uh, as they adjust lower more traditional risk assets will similarly fall in price which previously occurred in 1987 and 1994 you know talking about uh, the crashes in equity prices and this is what's got uh, the dow nervous today and and uh, of course the the as we see it all the time right some you know all well, the old the old thinking higher rates means the dollar stronger uh hurting gold prices we know that trend is broken but at least for today they'll pretend but something else that happened over the weekend so so today everybody's got heartburn about the size of the auction here's the thing though wednesday and thursday not much better right still big ones Not a lot of the short-term stuff on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Like today, it's got a lot of short-term, but everyone's going to really focus in on what that two-year auction does at 1 o'clock. But then Goldman Sachs, they had a big report they sent out. They see a tidal wave of red ink that may drag the U.S. economy into its undertow. The federal deficit spending headed towards, and they use the word, uncharted territory. When you think about, you know, we've had spikes in debt here and there, you know, we and I talk about the first, you know, 195 years, where really the only time the government ran big deficits, it wasn't the Great Depression. World War One, which we paid most of that back, believe it or not. Uh, the World War II was the biggest. Right? The, def- the debt before World War II uh, was barely over a hundred billion dollars. Uh, by the time it got to uh, uh, 1971, the debt was 400 billion. Most of that was World War II, and then Lyndon Johnson, you know, uh, the, talking about the the. the we, the introduction of food stamps and all that other stuff that added to the debt there the last uh, from 1966 or so on. But Goldman Sachs is calling this uncharted territory. Remember the spike we had in the debt uh, during the financial crisis, right? We had the spike there in the war, right? The war with Iraq and Afghanistan. And remember what they said? Oh, it's just temporary. Right? You know, if we didn't have the financial crisis and, you know, we're fighting these wars, it wouldn't be that bad. Goldman Sachs says this is a totally different animal. And this is exactly what I've been telling you. The firm on Sunday, isn't that an interesting, Sunday? But you're telling me you, you put this out on Sunday? Why wouldn't you have put it out? Well, obviously, yesterday was a holiday. Why wouldn't you have done it today? Hey, let's come out and let's talk honestly with the American people for a minute. You don't hear it. Suggesting that the Trump administration and congressional Republicans may not be able to count on an economic boost from tax reform for very long. And and nobody knows, right? We don't know. You know, the thing is, I really think, and I've said this all along, way too generous to corporations. You can't trust them. They're going to do what's best for them, and what's best for them is buy back their own stock. That's how they see it. In wake of an ambitious infrastructure plan, And a budget that drew fire from virtually all sides. And I don't know that that's true. This is just what the article is saying. By the way, this one's on CNBC. uh, Yes, uh, CNBC. Goldman Sachs said in a note to clients, you know, it's Sunday, Uh, you know, we're gonna be off. I got. Let's send out a note. Let's just write them a little note. Right? you know it's like uh, when uh, the, the kids get off to school and mom writes a little note on their on their lunchbox or their lunch hey have a great day honey right yeah write you a little note just want to let you know how things are going the federal deficit is going to reach 5.2 percent of GDP in 2019 now remember, the magic number used to be three percent right as long as the debt wasn't a more than three percent of gdp was going to be fine oh and by the way in the next segment i'm going to break down the other part because remember how i tell you there's a good number and a bad number i'm going to tell you what part they don't count and it's actually pretty surprising but Nonetheless, the good number. So when when Goldman Sachs is talking about the deficit, they're talking about the good number. So this is the smaller number. 5.2% of GDP growth puts the deficit over a trillion, well over a trillion, you know, $1.1 or $1.2 trillion. But it's what they said after that. The deficit will hit 5.2% of growth by 2019 and is going to continue to climb from there. Goldman Sachs warned that the economic uh, gain from tax reform, it will have diminishing returns after this year. Wow, that's quick. The fiscal expansion should boost growth Around seven tenths. That's it. So what? We're about about two. So puts it at about two seven. But will very likely come to an end after that. Listing a litany of reasons why spending in debt will undermine the world's economy. And according to the analyst, and I'm going to break it out. I, I'm running out of time. I got what a couple of minutes left, so I'm going to go start going through the reasons why Goldman Sachs on Sunday sent a note out to clients. I don't think it's a surprise because of the fact when their clients woke up today, they 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 saw headlines. Hey, record amount of debt sales happening. And then they saw the number, $179 billion just in one day, over $250 billion for the week. And now Goldman Sachs says rising interest rates and rising debt levels are going to lead to a meaningful increase in interest expense. Our own current projection, the federal interest expense all by itself, will be 2.3 percent of GDP by 2021 and will be over three and a half percent of GDP uh, by 2027 now if one trillion is is you know you think about the numbers one point what is it, about 1.2 1.3 trillion is five percent. And you think about you know GDP it's going to go higher than 20 trillion over the next 8 9 10 years. But you think about what Goldman's predicting. Just the interest on the debt, just the interest payment it's going to be north of a trillion dollars in the next 10 years. Think about let that sit there for just a minute. Because last year, do you know we only paid about 250, 240 billion in interest? So, according to Goldman Sachs, in the next nine years, ten years, just the interest payments on the debt are going to exceed a trillion dollars a year. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective
1: in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. American sovereignty is one of the foremost issues of our day. From the dawn of time, nations have been defined by their ability to control a distinct geographical region and the natural resources therein. If a nation doesn't look after its own people, its own territory, and its own resources, it is doomed to fall. That message is a large part of what propelled President Donald Trump into the White House. The American people were tired of leaders who pretended that the needs of the so-called global community are more important than the safety of our own citizens. Many people know about this principle from the slogan, America First. In February 2005, the Phyllis Schlafly Report alerted the American people to an attack on American sovereignty being disguised as a global peace agreement. That attack was aptly known as the Law of the Sea Treaty, or LOST. While Lost claimed to be the best way to settle maritime disputes among nations, it would have done nothing but strip America of the right to rule her citizens by creating a sovereign international body to rule the seas. This international body, called the International Seabed Authority, or ISA, has many of the anti-American features of the United Nations, and several more on top of that. With territorial control and taxing power, the ISA looks a lot more like a sovereign power than an international peacekeeping organization. Don't think that the threat of this encroachment on American sovereignty has ceased to be relevant. LOST has been around since 1983, yet it remains a highly contentious issue. As Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton made it a priority to get the Law of the Sea Treaty ratified as late as 2012, although she was not successful. In addition to Lost, there are many other multilateral treaties that march under the banner of peace, but secretly threaten the single greatest peacekeeping force on the planet, a strong United States of America. More than any multilateral treaty, a strong and sovereign United States is the surest path to peace for American citizens and every person around the globe.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. It's no secret that globalists are bent on destroying Western culture. Whether the threat comes from inside or outside our borders, America must be protected from cultural Marxism and those who would deny American sovereignty. We're seeking your insight at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Eight uh, hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Winn Dixie, and for those of you that don't, major uh, grocery store chain in the southeast uh, looks like headed for bankruptcy filing. Uh, north of two hundred stores are going to close uh, as the retail carnage uh, continues on. Uh, but getting back to the notes this weekend from Goldman Sachs they've got some charts you know I go back Eric used to have uh, matter of fact he had it in the studio forever uh, Harry Figgy wrote bankruptcy 1995 and you know what it was it was just ahead of its time and didn't you know I think that if anything what Figgy missed was the the hold or the I don't even know if the hold's the right word, the, the lack of general understanding of uh, the American people in allowing this charade to go on for as long as it did. But they were able to kick the can down the road uh, for 20 more years uh, than Figgy first imagined. But he had this chart, and Figgy in his book has this chart, of the U.S. debt. And I know for those of you that have listened to us for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. And Goldman Sachs in this note, uh, by the way, it's a real big note, has a bunch of graphs and charts, and they, they show they only go to 2021. And I'm going to say part of the problem, this number is actually uh, on the light side, because they're using 2017 CBO baseline as their starting point. So we know uh, that that has changed since they, not only did they get the tax cuts done, but the new two-year deal. But even using those numbers, one point, I'm going to round up here because it's so close, $1.5 trillion of the quote-unquote Good debt number a year uh, by 2021. So you think about this is 2018. So 2019, 2020, 2021, three more years. The debt's going to go from you know over a trillion right now. By the way, they have uh, this year's number clocked in at just over uh, one trillion. Uh, So we're going to add, according to Goldman, 100 billion dollars a year uh well about 150 billion dollars a year for the next 3 straight years in a row 1.5 trillion and then it only gets worse from there but here's what here's what they they said is the problem and they named pretty much everything social security is a problem <laughs> uh expenses for uh medical and, and uh, the, the interest on the debt, and all of these other things that, that Goldman pretty much went through almost line by line uh, along the budget and said, this is a problem, that's a problem, spending here, spending there, uh, medical, Medicare, Medicaid uh, is a problem. In, another thing they brought up, income support programs. So I'm not sure what they think is going to happen. You know, the government we got all these welfare-type programs. Obviously, food stamps being the biggest one, but Goldman Sachs sees a big jump here. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, income support programs are are uh, primary drivers of the rise. Additionally, health spending is continuing to rise, and and is going to remain. Uh, considerably higher for considerably longer, and then of course the interest expense, which is set to surge, surpassing. Now I said a trillion by 2027. Goldman in this note, they were they because they sent out two different notes on Sunday, surpassing a trillion dollars in the next few years. <laughs> That's a In there, they have a chart that looks just like Harry Figgy's uh, bankruptcy, nineteen ninety-five. Eric called it the hockey stick chart of the explosion in the debt levels that they foresee coming here to the United States. Uh, and then you, you know, when you start looking at it, and then they say it's very simple from here. Essentially what Goldman Sachs is saying is we are hitting the point where the debt levels are so high that they essentially take away from the growth. In other words, the government's got to spend the money on, you know, by the time they get Social Security paid for, Medicare paid for, and the military paid for, and the interest on the debt paid for, you're already over a trillion dollars in debt just from that. Then you got to get everything else done. It, the, uh, You know, the all the food stamp programs running, the, all that stuff, the Department of This and the Department of That and all those other things. And Goldman Sachs says that after 2019, the deficits are going to have severe economic consequences for the growth of the United States. Unfortunately for us, the economic consequence isn't a positive one. It's a negative one. And then you start thinking about the debt and, and, and how we get there and how the, how the numbers work and, and, you know, the Treasury obviously selling all of, the, all of the debt. They're now saying, and I'm just seeing here, 1.16 is the new number now Uh, that's coming out as for the good number for the debt in 2018, 1.16. But I just wanted to break down some numbers for you. So when you think about the debt and its growing, here's the difference in the net operating cost. Currently projected at 1.157. That's the exact number, 1.157 remember last year's number right 666 billion dollars is defined as receipts minus outlays right cash spent the difference and this was last year's number net operating cost the government last year and I, and I misspoke there the government last year ran a total deficit of 1.157 they reported 666 so one is not net operating cost the other is called the budget deficit the budget deficit for 2018 is now expected to equal the net operating cost of last year's number so, what is the net operating cost? We'll talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So here is. So we, I always use the the good number, bad number. So what the good number is is the budget deficit. The bad number is referred to the net operating cost. So when you think about uh, what Goldman's note was, that was the budget deficit. The problem is the net operating cost is coming like a freight train as well. And in Goldman's note, you heard them mention things like social security and medicare and medicaid but there's a few other things you need to know so last year it was a 491 billion dollars it's a half a trillion dollar difference go back 10, 15, 20 years the net operating costs it was always a little higher than the budget deficit, but it was you know twenty billion, fifty billion, hundred billion. It's now half a trillion dollars bigger. So what's in there? Primarily, the number one item for the difference in the four hundred and ninety-one billion. Remember, this was last year's number. So you think about this year. They're saying, hey, one point two. Ish is going to be the budget deficit. Remember, last week I told you the real number is going to be real close to two trillion dollars next this year, primarily due to what they call accrued cost. And what accrued cost really means is we we, we we've got these liabilities, but they're due later. And what they what was in there increases in the estimated federal employee and veterans benefits liabilities. <laughs> so think about, and I don't mean to laugh, but just like Social Security, same thing, but this is like the social Security for the government employees. And it says that the increase in the estimated federal employee and veteran benefit liability and certain other liabilities that are included in the net operating cost but not in the budget deficit, right, because we don't have to spend – here's the thing. The government didn't put the money away, right? That's why you have two different deficit numbers, and they're both – Blowing up gigantically, but just like everything else, as the population gets older, those those what I'll call oper- net operating cost budget numbers are really going to come home and hit us hard. Uh, here's how it all worked. So last year we collected 3.4 trillion dollars in revenue. Okay, the government spent 4.5 trillion. This year, the number's going to be very, very close to $5 trillion. That includes the net operating. But of the $3.4 trillion in revenue, 80% of the number came from individual income tax and tax withholding, so your payroll tax. So between uh, the taxes you owe on April 15th and then the taxes withheld for Social Security and Medicaid, the A- a.k.a. the payroll taxes, that was 80% of the $3.4 trillion. 9% came from corporate taxes. That was the big tax cut we had to have. They were already only at 9%. 11% came from other revenue, other, for, you know, uh, government taxes. Well, like the gasoline tax, you know, 18 and a half cents as an example of the other. Here's how the costs were divided up, and these are big buckets, obviously. 24% to the Department of Health and Human Services. That's your Medicare, Medicaid. 22% to Social Security. to the Department of Defense, 11% to the Department of Veteran Affairs, 22% to all others, 6% on interest on Treasury securities held by the public. Well, that number's, and if Goldman Sachs is right, that number's really going to skyrocket. Uh, but but I'm more concerned about the 11% of Department of Veteran Affairs. Those are the the a lot of that is off budget, uh, if you will. And they start talking about what 2018 is going to be. They're looking at lower tax revenues by about 150 billion. So that 3.4 becomes 3.25. <laughs> the problem is. On the net operating side of things, uh, they're looking for a number, man, I'm trying to get down to to the actual, yeah, $1.93 trillion will be the net operating budget for 2018. Uh, And again, on this one, this was Wolf Richter, who does great, great work. He's got a chart of the national debt, and his chart is just uh, from from 2012 through 2018, and you see a chart that goes from 15 trillion. The chart stops at 21 trillion, but he's just got this green arrow. <laughs> By 2018, that's off the chart, right? It's it's, it's well beyond. I've already told you. I, I really think we're going to have a deficit somewhere between twenty four and twenty five trillion before twenty nineteen. And Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment on this Tuesday. Not to be outdone, Morgan Stanley put out its note. They put it out on Monday. I guess they saw a Goldman's note on Sunday, so we better get something out there. Andrew Sheets, the chief cross-asset strategist, whatever that means, said in a note on Monday that the 10% decline that we saw on February the 8th in the Dow Jones, S&P, and NASDAQ composites are just an appetizer and not the main course. Our cycle model suggests that developed markets, okay, not the emerging, the developed markets, remain in the late stages of a late cycle environment. That's a lot of late. Rising equities, rising inflation, tightening policy, higher commodity prices, and higher volatility are going to be the normal pattern. Talking about the 10-year note only, you know, kind of like Goldman Sachs. Get ready. At present, the strength of current data is acting as a counterweight. However, things get trickier after the first quarter of this year. So they're anticipating something even a little sooner, saying, that the markets will need to digest core inflation and declining purchasing managers indexes, which is just a survey, economic surprising, and quite possibly earnings revision. So that, that'll be that'll be interesting. I, you know, with the tax cuts, I'd be surprised that that would happen. But that was their note today. Uh, right now, quick look at the markets. It's a good day to buy on the dips here. Gold's down. Uh, 13.30 right now uh, The dollar It's a little stronger Not much, uh, but it's up 47 basis points Which for the dollar is a pretty good move But it's still 89.65 Of course, remember the dollar touched A new all-time low Last week, remember when gold got back up uh, To 13.60 Right now, so gold's 13.30 uh, Silver At 16.5, a little over 16.50 right now and, and the Dow's down uh, 100 plus points. The, right now, the 10 year note, uh, sitting right at the two nine, uh 291, uh, uh, now 291 and up two nine one two nine two. The big move won't happen uh, until after the auction this afternoon with that two year note. By the way, the two year yield was already rising. Two year yield is the highest level since two thousand and eight uh talking about the increase in the auction size uh today as we mentioned earlier right now the two-year note wow two point two five uh so a pretty big move there that is the highest yield since september 22nd 2008 uh, as we continue to watch again a huge record debt auction today Uh, $179 billion, uh, the two-year note being the longest of the debt uh, that's going to be auctioned today. Uh, We'll have to see how it is, hopefully. The Treasury was making some phone calls, trying to make sure people come and buy this auction so it doesn't unsettle the market. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see. 800-951-0592. By the pullbacks, give us a call. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.